Are we recording? We are recording. We are recording. Hi, how are you? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Miss April. Wow, good morning, Big Girl Pants audience. Good morning <laughs> to everybody. So it's Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. It's a little bit of a weird Easter Sunday. Um, so what would you typically be doing on this Easter Sunday? Church. And then um, now that we have Micah, we would definitely be doing some sort of Easter egg hunt. Hmm. And then we would go to my mom's typically yep. for dinner um, with the whole the whole shabam. whole gamut. Yep. The whole, Everybody. Gamut, the whole fam. But today is a little bit different. So what are you doing today instead? Well, we do have my mom and dad, Taylor, Kylie, and Christian, and uh, Christian and Taylor. Kylie, Noah, Christian, Taylor, mom, dad. We're all going to hang out. We've seen each other, um, which I know people out there are going to listen to this and probably send me naughty messages, but um, yeah. Listen, so, okay, we're all just trying to make it. You know what I'm saying? We did good for three weeks. We really did. And then um, I finally just hit a point where I'm like, you know, uh that's <laughs> the funny thing is like we've and I said this last time too or two two episodes ago like we've been watching the news a lot and like getting updates a lot so it's really really bad in areas that are densely populated that also yeah. have mass transit and public transportation yeah but in Texas where you have to drive an hour to get anywhere Everybody has done a really good job about staying in their house, yeah. staying home. And I don't want to say quarantine because you're quarantined if you have the virus, but staying, staying home. Yeah. And with that, our rate of coronavirus patients are super low, like ex exponentially lower than New York. Yeah. Like 800 people are dying a day in New York. Yeah. And, and it's so tragic. And I hate to see that. But what I think, what's frustrating to me, and again, more hate mail. So big girl pants uh, pod at gmail.com. Please feel free. <laughs> feel free. Send, send away. We don't mind. Hate mail. Um, <laughs> what's frustrating? Please, please address it to Kimberly Shapiro. Just yeah. <laughs> please send it to me. I can handle it. No, what frustrates me is when they say, and I'm not saying any death rate is acceptable or okay. But what frustrates me is when you see 6% are dying. And I, I just saw on Daily Mail two days ago, like 6%. And I'm like, but maybe we should say 94% are surviving. Yep. Unless you're in that, you know, older category, you know, or an at-risk category, then I think it's like 15%. Yep. But I was telling Brad, I'm like, if I, and again, this is going to generate so much hate mail, but if I was diagnosed with cancer and they gave me a 15% uh, like or an 85% chance of survival, I should say. That's I'm great odds. thrilled with yeah. that. I would be <laughs> like, that, oh God, thank gosh. Like that's something that I can work with, right? Exactly. 15% chance of survival. And essentially that's what this is. It's an 85% chance of survival um, in the worst category for the mo for the people who are most at risk, it's 15% or 85% survive. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't be sheltering in. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be doing all the things that we're doing, but I really, in my deepest core, in my heart, do not think shutting down the economy is the right thing. I think that we're not taking into consideration 
suicides and depression, mental illness, um, uh, battered women, domestic violence, say, battered women, everybody that has to be at home, abused, kids, yeah. food. I, I just, I think there's so many other big issues and that we could take bigger, just big <laughs> issues that yeah. we're, we're just saying, well, none of that stuff matters. All that matters right now is just don't get the coronavirus. Right. And I'm like, Right. Okay. But we don't have a vaccination and we're not likely to have one in the near future. And nope. we are in Texas going to open up probably by May 1st, May 4th. The governor has already said it. So we, which I personally believe is the right thing to do. Agreed. Um, and I'll get to what I think we should have done and didn't, but I think that's the right thing to do. But we don't have a vaccination. And we won't have one for a a minimum of 18 months. And 18 months is the fastest, the the shortest amount of time that we could potentially get a vaccine approved, even if they do clinical trials. But the problem is most vaccines take 10 years to get approved. Unless you believe in the conspiracy theories and um, we'll probably have one a lot sooner than that. And if we do, (laughs) we know there's something up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, um, I really, we're not going to have one, right? but we're gonna go back to work, which I do believe is the right thing to do. So this thing is going to spread again, right? The whole thing starts all over again. So what are we gonna just check out again? <laughs> so we have a second wave and then potentially a third wave. Didn't they say the second wave is like more, it's potentially more deadly than the first? Well, if we open up the economy and everybody goes back to work and everybody goes back to their quote unquote normal life, whatever that new normal looks like, yeah. Um, which I, I do agree. I think things are going to change. I think face masks are going to become a thing that's normal um, at least for the time being, right? Um, I, at least we do, we have a vaccination or the next crisis. So I think that that's going to become a new normal. I think people are going to be more, more aware of washing their hands, shaking hands, coughing, sneezing, going to work sick, where before that was sort of like if, the norm. Had bosses that just wouldn't tolerate you calling in sick, and so they had no choice. And I don't think that's going to be tolerated anymore. If you sneeze, yeah. cough, blah, blah, not sneeze, but if you're coughing, you're like Audi, right? Go home. Yeah. Or just don't be here because your job could be at risk if you show up. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I think is going to change. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Matt was crawling on the floor to get his shoes because he didn't want to interrupt the podcast. That oh, was wow. so nice. I'm like, that's really not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I love it. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something else. I don't remember. I know, but it's like, well, they also said that um, I think we were watching either NBC or I think it is NBC. They have a YouTube channel so you can go and just watch their updates on, on YouTube because yeah. we don't like, you know, I, we, we don't have cable and I, like, I don't have cable at my house. He does. He canceled his um, like YouTube TV or whatever, which is similar to cable. So like to get updates, we just have to watch YouTube Yeah. And go to the internet. And it said, um, you know, wearing masks and also taking preventive measures for people who are non-essential employees that are going to go back to work. So mm-hmm. taking their temperature when they walk into yes. work every day, yes. you know, diagnosing if they have any symptoms of the coronavirus or whatever. And they're also going to start testing antibodies to see if you've already had it. Well, and guess what? I want to be tested. I want to be tested. I don't see why not. From like, January, Brad yeah. and I were both sick. I got really, really sick, chills, bad coughing. I don't know if you remember how bad that cough was. Yes, I do. And I was like high, high fever. And I went to care now and they're like, oh, you have the flu. So I go home 
And my mom says, well, do you have A or B? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. They didn't tell me. So I called them and they're like, oh, we're, we're not sure. Okay. That means I didn't have the flu because you didn't really test exactly. me. And then Brad went like a week later because he got sick and they said, well, you don't have the flu. We don't know what you have. And it was the same thing. And oh, by the way, he is still coughing from that. And it's April. He's yeah. been coughing since January. Yeah. So I really, I'm curious. Did we Well, two of my that? friends, two of my friends who also work in healthcare have said that they had it and they didn't because we didn't know what it was. They didn't realize what it was either. And I wonder too, if I didn't have it <clears throat> back in like, I think, cause I met Matt in January December, right? and it was like December. Exactly. Like mm -hmm. I was sick and I was just like completely out of it. Fever chills. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the coughing being particularly bad, but I remember my chest feeling super heavy. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, like who knows? I, I know. So I want to be, but guess what? Them. I survived. You know what I mean? Like, well, most people do April. That's the point. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to get hate mail because I even said that. I mean, there's people that, well, if you care about the economy more than human lives, like that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying our way of life that we have created once taken away from us. Think about this. 52.4% of Americans work for small businesses. Yeah. 52.4%. That doesn't even that's include- the, That's the, half of the people out there. And that doesn't even include the entrepreneurs, the people who created said businesses right. and them right. having to maintain payroll right. and pay their employees, right. pay their consultants, their 1099s. Like, right. how many, and then like we were seriously in the middle of like, you know, the, the start boom like everybody's yeah. starting their own business we had how many business owners on our podcast to talk about their small business their and how they how they were entrepreneurs and all of that like imagine what those people are going through yeah and this is worse than even like just a typical recession you know because in a typical recession some survive and some don't well right in a now, typical recession you can like still go to work. work you know unless, yes. yeah this is like way different but i think once we go back um Things that I do think will change. I think uh, public transportation is going to be a little bit better about keeping uh, their their buses and their sanitation. Yeah, clean. Because that's yeah. never really. I, I don't think that's ever been really a focus. Um, no, never. But, but if you think like, about it, like germ bomb that thing. Like after yes. three years, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think there'll be something. When's the last time you rode public transportation? The fair. Yeah. The fair. The fair. So you get on the dart. Okay. You walk in, you, you probably don't touch anything immediately, but you sit down in a seat that 4,000 people have sat in yeah. before it's been sanitized. Yeah. You maybe touch the handle, the handrail. I'm the weirdo. You maybe touch the bar. I like, don't, I do this. Like I okay. don't touch. Well, you're anything. the exception yeah. because yeah. I'll touch everything. I don't. <laughs> Even when I go to the airport and the airport tram, yeah. I'll, anything i literally pull my arm down or i wrap my elbow or like my then you're yeah. you're already like five steps ahead of everybody else because i'm just touching everything all the time and it's funny because chloe's dad used to be so paranoid about even going to the grocery store as wow. soon as you get in the car you put hand sanitizer on like all of that and i thought paranoid right you, something's wrong with you but now we're yeah. doing that too. Well, like every time we come home, probably forever. forever. We have just, yes. this is a new norm. Think about escalators, um, elevator buttons, things like that. Those are the Everything. things that people are going to stop touching with their bare hands. I really do. Yes. I think people are going to Which stop. is, which is good. 
Right. And you know what's it's good. too? Think about all the chemicals that are in the hand sanitizer. It's like we're trading, like we're going to have all this, um, what are the endocrine system disruptors that like throw yep. everything in our body off. And it's in those like those yes. are in that. And not only that, we're sterilizing all of the bad, all of the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. So we're eliminating our body's natural ability to protect ourselves by having said bacteria on our hands. So it's like, oh my God, Which what are we doing? To that dude that you sent me the video of mm. following him on all social media now. Like, oh, I, I, you know, that's how I think like the way that he, what, what he was um, pitching is exactly what I think. And so I'm like, this guy makes sense to me. Like What's it's all name? about the immune system. Uh, uh, be Shinef. Uh, be no, Shinef. I've got my phone right in front of me. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, you find it. But yeah, so. And, and not only that, like this would be, this will be a great uh, transition for companies, soap companies to develop a soap that is also moisturizing and also protectant. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be antibacterial, but to kill viruses, like something, it's gotta be yeah. something, but, I, for sure. but literally my knuckles are cracking from washing my hands so often. Yeah. I carry um, lotion everywhere. I get like the chapstick and lotion are the two things that I always have with me. Um, I'm trying to find it. Like I'm, I'm watching the little deal. Oh, here it is. Dr. Shiva. Shiva. Um, Ayyadurai, A-Y-Y-A-D-U-R-A-I, M-I-T, Ph-D. He is the guy that holds the patent, y'all, for the, for email. Did for you email. For email. And Do he's running for stupid. Senate. He's running for a, a seat in, in the Senate in Massachusetts, Good. in Boston. Like yeah. But yeah. He, I love, I love what he's saying and I, I can't. I don't think I can reiterate it appropriately here. So I'm just going to say, go look him up. Yeah, for sure. But he's like talking all about the immune system and look at the people that are really at risk, overweight people, smokers, um, even, even elderly. Like if you think about it, there's a lot of older people like 90, that one guy was like 98. He survived the Spanish flu. And then he survived this Look like, if you're healthy, you have mm -hmm. a very good chance of not really being that impacted. Right. Um, it's really more heavy people, um, diabetics. Which, which is all the more reason to take care well, of yourself. For sure. But then there's, was it uh, di the diabetes um, one? Is that how you say it? Type one diabetes. Type one. Type one that's where, like, you don't really have much control. No. That. It's just you your can't help that. Saying, I don't yeah. feel cooperating with you today or for life. So oh, ever. that's a little different. <laughs> you can't really blame anybody for that because yeah. that's out of their control. Their body just isn't producing insulin. Um, but type two is where you're likely overweight, right? Is that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, well, well, type, so type one is your body doesn't produce enough insulin. Type two is your body produces an over amount of insulin. Oh, okay. So yeah. So you're more susceptible to gain weight on type two. Type one is you're more susceptible to lose weight because your body doesn't create yeah. it doesn't produce it yeah well, that's what he's but talking about he's like man yeah the immuno immunocompromised people huh the immunocompromised people people yeah. that have compromised immune systems yeah well you know i did all that research like two years ago um because i had a uh, rheumatoid i was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease which is an autoimmune disease when i was 24 yep. i think i was pretty young in fact i was living in iowa and i mean i was having some really really debilitating issues. I couldn't straighten my fingers. I couldn't, um, my, my 
I had issues in my spine. Like I had a lot of stuff. And I, that's one of the reasons I decided to move one of the reasons I decided to move to the South. Right. It was like, I got to get out of here. Um, and then when I got here a couple of years later, then I was diagnosed with rheumatoid. And I remember my mom, Oh my God, you're going to be in a wheelchair before you're 40. I'm like, thanks for putting that in the universe. But nonetheless, I took control of my diet because when I was mm -hmm. in my early twenties, was a lot of Doritos, a lot of processed foods, a lot of hamburger helper, ramen noodles, anything that was cheap that I could feed the family with. And so yeah. the diet was horrible, horrible, horrible. Well, once I got control of that and I started eating not organically because I couldn't afford organic food, but once I started eating whole foods and I stopped processed foods, I, I got to leave my, by the time I was 30 years old, I didn't even go to my rheumatologist anymore. Didn't need him which is awesome. And, and I still don't like, I have not, uh, I have no signs, no symptoms. There's, there's no reason for me to see a rheumatologist. It was all about diet. And there's a lot of autoimmune. And this is another hate mail situation that people are going to be like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Send away, send and away. That's fine. That's fine. But I promise you, if you go one year, one full year of no sugar, no processed foods, no gluten, even just call me, send me an email then. And that's fun. it's funny that you, you yeah, send it to our email address. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up too, because I've been watching a lot of videos on like intermittent fasting for women and keto for women and carnivore diet and all that stuff. Again, just reviewing all the stuff that I've watched before. And the carnivore diet was created because of people with autoimmune issues. So it's basically, it's the ultimate elimination diet. So if you eliminate everything else, and then you slowly start to reintroduce things. You find out what works and what doesn't work for your body. Mm -hmm. So I was watching that and like with fasting and people who have autoimmune issues. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like it's basically a, a metabolic reset. Yeah. So for people who have autoimmune issues and then we start, I started talking about type two diabetes, Matt and I were talking about it yesterday and he was like, well, some people basically we were saying the same thing, but we kept going back and forth, but it's like, Type two diabetes is a diet related illness. Yeah, so right. if you eliminate sugar from your diet and you have type two diabetes, you can reverse the diagnosis of type two diabetes. Many, like, many people have done it. There's so period. Many studies like, out there's there no question. Yeah. Right. But it's not in the best interest. I watched this documentary on Amazon prime. It's called fat. And oh my God. I best... love it. I know. Isn't it love so it. good? But you know what I thought was so interesting is he what? speaks to like the carnivore diet isn't good for everybody. A no. vegan diet isn't good, isn't good for, for everybody. everybody. It's like, yeah. you got to figure out which one is best for your body. Cause some people will do a vegan diet and it, they're not getting the protein that they need. And then some people will do a carnivore diet and it raises their cholesterol. And, but that it just depends on your body type and like your yes. genetics. It's so dependent on your yeah. genetics and your biology, like yeah. all of that. Yeah. But it was like, we watched that documentary and it's not within the best interest of the American Diabetes Association for people to come out and say that your diet is the cause for your illness. So it's like the same thing with this stuff, right? It's like, we can't tell them that a, a simple cocktail of vitamin A, zinc, vitamin C, mm. vitamin D, iodine, all of those things can help reverse the COVID symptoms. Mm. We want to pretend like it's an, it's an, a, a dire situation, an emergency, right. and we have to put these people on respirators. Like, why? Why don't we just tell everybody, y'all, listen, um, we're going to be really honest right now. Okay, so here we go. Your diet effing sucks in America, people. Um, we can't eat Doritos. And, I mean, you can. 
But if you're buying them to keep in your pantry, that's probably a problem. If those are a staple. If that's a staple. <laughs> there you go. I don't think anything should always be eliminated. I mean, I think. No. I mean, I'm going to yeah. eat cake anytime you give it to me. Yeah, for Am sure. Am I going to buy it and keep it in my home? No. Am I going to buy cookies and keep them in my home? No, because no, I can't. I eat them all within an hour. So. <laughs> So I don't buy stuff that I know is going to tempt me. And it's not because, do I want to be skinny, April? Sure, I'd love to be, but. Same. I would love to be skinny. It's, it's probably cards. not in the cards for me. I just don't think it's in the cards. So really the goal is overall health. My goal mm -hmm. is to live to be 105 years old with all my mental faculties intact. Literally, I say that every morning when I wake up. I'm going to live to be 105, my mental faculties intact. I want to live to be an old person. I do. And I want to be a healthy. centenarian. I do. I just want to, yes. I want to be here to see all the things that change. I'll be with you. And we'll still be doing our podcast. All the yes, way. we will. At 100. By then. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be a little more at night by then. So anyway, um, I was going to say something else and I don't remember. How are you guys hanging in there? Are you getting bored yet? So last week I was um, probably losing my mind about Tuesday. I was like, oh my God. And it wasn't, it wasn't even like, it could have been related to like my, my cycle. Yeah. Know? But it, I don't feel like it was anything like out, um, anything that's not within my realm of control. I don't think it was any outward influences or anything like that that was making me feel that way. Yeah. I was just like, okay, oh my gosh, this is like Groundhog Day. Like I wake up every day and I do the same that's thing the and same we're never leaving again. and same thing again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to get out of here. But Chloe went with her dad on Wednesday. So I was able to go into the office and there was only four other coworkers in the office. Like, mm -hmm. and we all took our temperature and we all made sure that we were safe. But like, you know, again, watching the news, they tell you that, most people are asymptomatic. 25% of people are asymptomatic. So I'm That's like, what? yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I went in anyway. And honestly, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday were like some of the best days for work. And it just felt so good just to go somewhere and to like yes. get, get dressed and to feel like I had a purpose, you know, not that I wasn't working at home. I was actually getting a lot done at home, but just, I don't know, something, it's it, the energies thing, like going to the place where, you know, work is supposed to be done and yeah, collaborating with my coworkers. Whole, um, I don't know if that's an analogy, but just, um, I, I love how you say that. Like you have a certain vibe at home and you have a certain vibe at work. And when you're at home, it's very hard to kind of switch gears and get into work mode and vice versa. Like you just don't want to be at home when you're supposed to be doing your work thing. Yes. Well, yeah. and we're doing, we're doing work here. Like that's yeah. my desk and the bed yeah. is not made. I just put that on YouTube. <laughs> um, we're doing work here. Like Matt is working in the living room. We're doing the gym here. These cables on the back here. Oh, we have right. weights in here. And so he's it's got a like, treadmill. Is it him that has a treadmill? Yeah. So we're like working out, working, living, enjoying, you know what I mean? Like yeah. everything in this apartment. So I'm just like, so <laughs> I know. I, you know, I will tell you one thing that has changed. I used to love to watch Netflix, like, um, take 
three hours, four hours and literally do nothing. Yeah. Um, not every weekend, but I really did kind of like to do that and just like binge show yeah. whatever. I can't do that. I have not been able to do that the entire time I've been home. I, it's like I've robbed myself of the freedom in my brain to do that. I don't even the turn, relaxation. Yeah. I don't turn, yeah. Cause I'm like, okay, well I obviously don't need to relax cause I'm just <laughs> I don't know. Like, You're like I've been relaxing. I, I so. hardly turn my TV on. I watch um, one one thing in the afternoon, like when Brad and I are making dinner, and that shifted a little bit. It used to be when we were, you know, we'd make dinner, then we'd go to the living room. Well, now that I turned my little kitchen area into like a little living room, yeah, um, we turn it on then, and it's usually news or something like that, which I hate because I hate the freaking news. But whatever. I know. But it, right now it's so like whatever, almost like a necessary evil. Yeah. yeah, and I'll give Brad his, you know, twelfth hour of the news. Freak out time. <laughs> you see this? You yeah. see this, Kimberly? Look at all this stuff that's happening. <laughs> then we we shut it off, and sadly, we kind of go to bed early. And I read. I just read in bed until that's okay. Ten o'clock or whatever. But I don't yeah. like turning my TV on. I watch Outlander Sunday mornings for an hour, and that's it. Oh, and I watch um, Little Fires Everywhere on Wednesday. Is it good? No, it's okay. I read the book, and so I wanted to – I love seeing it live. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, so I want to make an announcement. Can you see what this says? Skinny fit? Skinny fit. So I got, like, a month and a half ago, I yeah. got uh, the collagen. Have you ever heard of skinny fit? No. You see it, like, on social media all the time, or maybe that's just me because maybe – I think I might have liked the page at one point, and so I – Sure all the time. Well, at like six weeks ago, I bought, it's called beauty juice and it has like all kinds of berries and things like that, um, that are good for just like aging. And then I got the greens, which is great for repairing your gut health. Because yeah. a lot of us have that leaky gut situation. If you don't know what that is, go Google it. Cause it's really something to know about. Yeah. Uh, so I do that. I do all three of them, I collagen in my coffee and then I do the greens and then this uh, beauty juice, which is all these berries and stuff. And I got to tell you, man, my energy level helped really? me. Help me. It's <laughs> like, you're like, I wish I could go into the office right now. <laughs> well, I, so yesterday morning, it was around uh, 10, maybe nine. It was nine. Um, I, I was going to sit down and watch a movie based on something that I had read recently. It was like a historical kind of adaptation. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to watch this five minutes. I had to turn it off. I just couldn't even sit still. I had to turn it off and I just cleaned my entire house before Taylor brought the baby over. Like wow. they might clean my whole house, like vacuumed the upstairs, like mopped, cleaned the bathrooms, everything. Yeah. Dude, that sounds amazing. Well, yeah, but it was a little insane. Brad's like, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, and you're like, vitamins, vitamins. Is what's wrong with you. Lots of energy. Help me. <laughs> no, that so sounds awesome. Energy. Go look up skinny fit. It's a little expensive in my opinion, but, um, wow. For results. We should definitely have them be a sponsor. Cause that was like the perfect ad oh, and wait. it was organic. <laughs> I'll have to reach out and see if they're willing. Heard that. Willing participants. Oh, now I remember. I was going to tell you what I think we should have done that we did not do instead of just like the whole sheltering in and shutting down the economy and making all these people. Yes, please. Stop. Absolutely. I would love to hear I, your what recommendations. What I wish we would have done is because we wouldn't have had to pump all of this money into the economy that we, by the way, don't have everybody. You know, I don't know if you guys understand. Um, Seriously, where are they coming? Like quantitative reasoning. Uh, is that what it is? Quantitative um, reasoning. 
easing, quantitative easing. Oh, okay. Go Google it, look it up. And then also uh, go Google the value of a dollar. Just Google those two things. Everybody should know those two things. And it's, it's devastating what we're doing to the economy by pumping all this money in, even though it's kind of necessary and essential right now. Like what choice do we have? But instead of doing that, what I wish we would have done is made accommodations like federal accommodations for people who have compromised immune systems, people over maybe 55, 60, 65, whatever the age they felt appropriate and yeah. have those people's jobs protected much like ADA, um, you know, like FMLA and that kind of thing. Send those people home, have them shelter in, make even masks mandatory, whatever. Yeah. Shutting everything down and having all of these people lose their jobs. Why don't we make accommodations for the people who are most at risk? so that those guys don't have to be forced or jobs are protected and all of that and they can work from home or whatever. And who, who or we, really or we, like we give them some sort of subsidy to get them through the, you know, the issue, but, or the right. situation. I don't know. Who really benefits from all of this? You know what I mean? Putting my, my aluminum hat on and my aluminum foil hat on and thinking conspiracy wise, like who really benefits from everybody being at home and the economy, like government. basically tanking the government. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Cool. So it's like, how do we not take that into consideration? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not like, I love conspiracies. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I love, no, but I love, conspiracies. <laughs> I, I very, very rarely buy into any of it, but I do think it's yeah. entertaining. So, you know, it's like watching a freaking movie of some kind of nonsense. But, I know it's like a bad, it's this, like idiocracy. This is interesting. <laughs> I mean, there's one conspiracy that this was created by China. Not that it started in China, that it was created by China, because I guess Wuhan has like some chemical plant or something. I, I don't know all the specifics, and I'm not even pretending yeah. I do. But there is some conspiracy that it was started in China. So they Chinese, they're saying Chinese will be the first ones to come up with a vaccination because they knew about this because they created it. Right. Um, but the point was to get it out there and get it, um, get it out there as a global pandemic to shut down the markets shut down the economies so that they can come in and swoop everything up. Once the, the markets tank, then they can, it's affordable for them to come in and buy it all up. And then yep. lo and behold, the Chinese owns us all. Now, do I think that's true? Everything. Absolutely not. No, but I'm just like, Hmm, that's entertaining. I mean, <laughs> that's entertaining. Well, and I mean, there's also, you know, a theory that like Bill Gates created it because he was a part of the, the lab that's in Wuhan and then oh, it was yeah. actually released in California, like too. back in, you know, Q4 of last year and whatever, you know what I mean? Like April and Kim talk conspiracy theories. Right. I mean, it's just like, I don't know who knows what's happening, but it's still, it just doesn't make any sense to anyone for everything to be shut down. Like, yes. and I get it that this is unlike anything that we've ever experienced in our time, like ever. In our time. So I told you yes. about that book. I read the fourth turning. Do you remember me telling you about that? Yes. That I, I would encourage everybody to read that book. It's just, it's informational. It's historically based. And it also, it shares like when something like this happens, much like um, the swine flu or there was another one um, that hit a few years back, twice we've had SARS. Sort of, SARS. Yeah, we've had these t like two pandemic type situations. We didn't treat it like this. So we didn't shut everything down and panic and everybody go, oh my God, what are we gonna do? Well, nope. 
1997, this guy wrote The Fourth Turning, and he said around 2008, 2009, we're going to start moving into The Fourth Turning, and that's kind of the crisis mode where we have to kind of regenerate and it's it's not the best season um, but he goes all the way back to like the 1400s and shows these turnings and how eat the first turning in each um generation or each i guess would you say uh uh 100 years what do you call it century yeah each time it's kind of like you see the similarities and each fourth turning you see the similarities and that's why we according to the book that's why we can't, we're handling this pandemic so differently than we did SARS or um, the swine flu. Were those the same? Yeah. Or those two different ones? SARS, H1N1, and the, I think we had a bird flu too. Oh, it was swine flu is what they called it, right? Or no, that would have yeah. been piggy flu. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're like, that's but definitely pigs. He, he says, and it's interesting because he bullets all of these things that could push us um, into the crisis period. And one of the bullets is a pandemic. And everything that we're going through right now, by the way, remember he wrote this in 1997, every single thing we're experiencing right now, he it's writes in the book. all of it, yep, all of it. And in just a paragraph, like a two paragraphs, he summarizes our entire experience that we're dealing with right now. And it's because wow. he's going off historical data. This is how we as human beings and how governments handled situations like this when in a fourth turning. But when first, second, or third, we don't handle it like that. We just, you know, business as usual. But in fourth turnings, we don't handle, we handle it there. Everything's a crisis. Everything's a crisis. So it's just interesting. Do I buy it all? I don't know. I'm not smart enough to really say I do or don't, but I'll just yeah. say it's interesting. Wow. Okay. I'm going to definitely go buy that book. I think I have like two audible credits. You'll right love now. it. Oh my God. You'll love it. I know you. Will. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. So um, let's talk about some happy stuff. Yeah. Where are so, we at in our car though? In our call though? Oh, boo. Um, what did we, 10, 10? Well, they usually pop up with a little 10-minute uh, warning, and I haven't got okay. that yet, so I okay. think we should have some time. But I want to show you what I got, and I'm so loving it. Okay. It's called Mindful Memoir. Can you see it? Yes. Okay. Ooh, that's pretty. It's so okay. Cute. I got it's it on Amazon, and I'm going to show you the page. Can you see it? Ooh, I like it. I'm going to go up and then I'll tell you what it says. So every day it says what I loved about my day. Um, what I loved about myself today, my favorite quote from the day, uh, my main focus for tomorrow, and then over on the other side, it says, list three things that I, or it doesn't say list, but three things I'm grateful for, three things I accomplished, three dreams I know I will accomplish, and three steps that I'll take towards achieving those dreams, and there's one page for every day. Awesome. Love it. Oh my gosh. I'm only a weekend, but I'm so digging it. <laughs> so... I know I'm a nerd, whatever. That's okay. I love it. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And I love the fact that someday maybe my kids will find it and be able to go back and read all of your stuff, all of your journals, be able to like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Me too. So give me some good stuff. Uh, good stuff. Work is going really well. Ironically. Good. Yeah. Um, still finding clients that are hiring. People are still getting jobs every day. I'm still you know, sending virtual people out interviews. for interviews. Yep. Yeah, virtual um, interviews. I think this is going to change hiring for the long 100%. run. 
hundred percent. I think everyone is going to be, not everyone. I think a lot of people will be more comfortable than they were before with a zoom interview where before it wasn't something you really even thought about unless you had to, unless they were out of town or whatever. I know, which is crazy because I actually had my first candidate come to me and say they did not feel comfortable with doing an in-person interview. So they had to do it virtual where the oh, client oh, right now, yeah, this, yeah. the client was, was, um, had a conference room that was big enough to where they could practice social distancing. So that each person would be six feet apart, at least from each other, but the candidate did not feel comfortable enough interviewing. So that was like very interesting for me. I was like, wow, I didn't even take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was cool that my client had a conference room that allowed for social distancing. Yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah. Well, we've got a, a client that is looking for a bookkeeper and will not allow them to work from home. They have to come into the office. And I'm like, well, let me just tell you how fun this search is going to be right now. Good luck. I'm yeah. like, it's not, and they are deemed an essential business. So technically they can force that person to come to the office. But I'm like, yeah, you might want to get a little more, um, what's the flexible. Yeah. flexible. Yeah. It was a little accommodating, whatever, but yeah, um, that's going well. Chloe's with her dad right now. So, um, I'm kind of just like, breathing you know just relaxing and watching tv for the first time in like five years (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right you don't watch i think this is harder for moms and dads than anybody yes i really do i think it's insane um, i was watching jim gaffigan um on sunday morning i love watching sunday morning i love him he is hilarious he was on talking about he has five kids and they live in a new york city apartment and talking about all of the kids are, you know, doing remote learning and they're, you know, just trying to keep them sane or trying to keep themselves sane, him and his wife. But it's like, yeah, families are having the hardest time. Yes. I mean, and it's like, I am so fortunate to have, it's so weird too, dude, because me and Matt have been dating for like literally three weeks, three months, like three months. It's been more than three weeks. No, three months. And like he as soon as this whole thing happened and I had to work from home, like the first day that I took Chloe to the office, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is not going to work. How am I going to get this done? Like I I had her home one day and then I took her to the office the next day. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to work. And he was like, come over here, bring her over here. I will help you with her. Like, and he's been nothing but perfect ever since. Like, helping her write her sentences, helping her read. We went to target, bought her a scooter, like everything. Yeah. And it's like, I'm very fortunate that I have that because you know, if, if I was single, I would be alone at home trying to figure out like how in the hell I'm going to get work done. Yes. Yeah. Well, Taylor yeah. and are even struggling with that. You know, they love, they, first of all, there's two of them. So they, you know, they can tag team, but when you're hold it's up, not easy. no. And I, she calls me and she's like, okay, it's time. Like every two weeks she calls and she's like, all right, um, this is the second time this, this weekend was the second time I've watched him during this period. And I mean, yeah. I don't have a long time, but of course. This is just normally I'm begging to have him. And the last two times it's been, Hey, you open to taking the baby. And I'm like, um, yeah, go ahead. Yes. Literally anytime. Didn't you okay. take him to go take pictures in the blue bonnets? Yeah. Yes. To carry so on sweet. a tradition. I love it. I used to take the girls to do that. I love it. So much fun. I know. I need to take Chloe. You know, I do want to talk a little bit before um, this cuts us off because I think it's going to pretty soon. Um, yeah. 
self-care. I think you've got to make sure, um, everybody who's still listening, you got to make sure you're doing something for yourself so that you stay sane. If yes. you're listening to the news a lot, which I know most people are, let's be honest, um, you've got to have something to balance that with, whether it's an uplifting podcast or a book or, and not, I'm not a book about, you know, murder and chaos. I'm talking about something positive and uplifting. Yeah. Even or journaling, like what you're doing. Journaling, good music. It can be anything, but you've got to feed your brain with things that are going to be positive, motivating, inspirational, uplifting to balance the negative. Um, it's dangerous, actually. And I don't want to sound like a chicken little, the sky is falling, but it's dangerous if you don't do that especially when we're shut in like this and we don't have human connection like yeah. to. So it's dangerous. Make sure. I think, human. I think that this, which this is a little bit off topic, but I feel like this as terrible as it is, especially for the economy, I feel like this has really like redirected priorities. Like what's mm-hmm. important, like yeah. even down to the littlest thing is like putting on makeup every day. Like I don't even put on makeup every day anymore. And it's like, I get dressed up to go to the grocery store. Like (laughs) what? Like, because it's like, where, where else do we go? We don't go anywhere else. And then I'm like, wow, like how, what a blessing this is to, to really redirect perspective. Like, Mm -hmm. why do we need fancy cars? Why do we need fancy stuff? Why do we need fancy clothes? We're not even leaving the house. Who are we trying to impress? Like, are we trying to impress our kids and our significant other at home? Probably not like, and not only that, but like what, what we truly miss and crave is like time with people, connection, connection. like Mm -hmm. having conversations in person, like really being, really having impactful moments with people and like Mm -hmm. spending time together, like all of those things, everything has been stripped. Everything has been taken away. So it's like, how nice is it for us to like redirect and realize, man, like, I get to connect with my kid and think about how much time you don't spend at home. Like, sure. You know what else I think is super cool? Um, and for any, if, if this just cuts out, I want to say biggirlpantspod um, at gmail.com. Obviously you can find us on all of the platforms and we will post this on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, but what I wanted to say is what I love is the humanity that is coming out of this. We're all on these business Zoom calls, but now you're seeing, you know, kids running around in the background, pets barking. Like you're getting to see <laughs> who these people really are when at they're home. not pretending to be somebody else at work. You're seeing Gosh. the real person, the real human being. And I love that. Me Georgia um, had a call, Georgia Green had a call. Um, for, she's a part of some Plano. I wish I, I could give it a, a pitch right now and I don't remember what it was called. Um, dang it. But it's like all these business owners coming on and giving tips. Um, it's Isn't it called pivot give it or pause. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is what it is. And you I probably could Google that and find it, or you can go to Georgia Green's LinkedIn and she, she mentions it on there. Um, but she was talking about that. She's the one that brought that up. And I'm like, Oh my God, that is so right. Like you're seeing cats crawl across keyboards and kids climbing on parents and, or, you know, parents going, Shh, I'm on a call. I'm on yeah. a call. And these are things that we try to pretend, or it's not that we try to pretend we don't have, but we try to separate it. Work. Yes. Home. We compartmentalize. Now, those right. walls are stripped down and with any luck, 
they will stay down. With any luck, now that our humanity has been shown, like the true who we are at our core has been shown, hopefully we can just stay in that space and we don't feel like we have to go back to work mode. We can just- Yeah, and practice the consideration and the humanity of the fact that we all have lives outside of work and we're all whole people. And how is that gonna impact work engagement? Hmm. How is now that we have worked from home for a month, many of us for the first time, now that they see, hopefully you've been productive and you've been doing not you, but people, people. all the things that we, you know, we want to work from home. Everybody's been saying, I want the option to work remotely. Well, now that it's been gifted to you, are you honoring of that gift? Are you grateful for that gift? And are you working as hard as you can and as hard as you would with the exception of kids crawling across your shoulders, but are you, are you showing and proving that you can be productive so that when we go back to normal, maybe this isn't going to be a 40 hour a week situation, but right. it's one of those things. Maybe that, it's like two days, maybe it's three days, maybe right. it's, you know, or, you know, half days or whatever. Okay, fine. You can work from home, you know, right. whatever it is. But I hope that if nothing else, this has shown um, that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be who we are. It's okay to let people see who we are, especially the work people. And I hope we continue with the flexibility now that we can show that we are productive in the event that you have actually been productive. (laughs) Yeah. There's always that. You actually have to do your work. And I find that it's nice because it eliminates like, you know, I spend two hours in the morning getting ready, getting Chloe ready, taking her to school, driving to work, whatever. So it's nice to eliminate those two hours and literally just get up and make a cup of coffee, go to my desk and start working. Yeah. But like, you know, I think that it would be like a fine balance. Like I would be, I would love to have like two days, like Tuesday, Thursdays, I mean, I work from home days. If you would have asked me this a month ago, I would say never. I hate working from home. I don't ever want to do it. But now I'm kind of like, hmm. Maybe. I think I could. Actually, I think I could. I'm, I am in this room upstairs by myself. I don't have any distractions. I think yeah. I actually could do it and not Same. every day. Um, no. But a couple days a week. Yeah, I think I could. Well, plus we're like, we're in industries where we're, you know, having to be in front of clients or whatever. Right. Very, a very extroverted career. Yeah. Like I have to be in front of clients. You know, it's, it's, it suits me and it does best for me to be in front of my coworkers so that we can communicate about work and all of that stuff. But like two days a week, I don't foresee that being an issue. Yeah. I don't either. Not anymore. Just be Um, straight admin days, straight calling days, straight, whatever, you know? Yeah, no, I totally, I think, I think that might shift and I I hope it does. I hope it does. I think a lot of things are going to change. As we come out, I, Good. I think this will actually, there'll be some negative changes because that's life y'all. Um, but I do think there'll be some good things that come out of this. So I'm, I'm looking at the clock and I'm feeling a little like, oh my gosh, is he down there screaming his head off? Um, my little, yeah, go ahead. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. This was perfect. Yeah. So, um, I think I'm going to sign off and it gives us the opportunity to officially sign off and not have zoom sign us off. Like it did before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. I miss you. I love I you too. I love you. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you hear about the U- the UFC fight? They canceled it. They were going to do it on a private island, and they canceled it. I don't even know what to say. They're well, crazy, I, man. Well, do, they'll do it. They just they're going to wait. He he just wants to have an audience. I think. Oh, for sure. For sure. so. oh, All yeah. right. Well, I love you. Um, Big at Gmail, y'all. Go find us. Um, Big Girl Pants. Pod.com as well if you want our website. Yep. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.